Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to another episode of Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, the Eclectic Approach, Edge Mobility System, and UpDoc Media, and my co-host, Dr. Andrew Rothschild, physical therapist with uh, Eclectic Approach, Modern Patient Education. All right. How's it going today, Andrew? Ah, it's going well, man. How are you? I'm well. You know, it's funny you see online now and in research, and especially in social media, uh, I'm glad that pain science and therapeutic neuroscience education, whatever you brand it, is uh, being labeled as the latest thing and new. But I have definitely, you know, took my first pain science course with David Butler in 2002. So it's not exactly new. Uh, when did you take your first pain science course? It would have been, uh, how, where, what year are we in now? 2019 now. So 2013, 14? Yeah, not bad. I it's mean, been, it's been a little while, but it's been been nowhere near as recently as you did. Right, nowhere near as, as uh, non recently, you would say, two thousand and two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. And it's definitely been an uphill battle since then, and I can't say it's ever gotten any easier. And I think there is a ton of research out there that basically shows how how uh, bad it is for a patient to get a scan and all the negative results and nocebo that happens from that. So I would say on average, I expect for the average patient who tells me they have a scan or tells me they went to see an ortho or a neurologist, or even just their primary ordered some tests, I would say I probably expect maybe 10 to 15 minutes of de-education at the beginning of the visit. How about you? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's usually, I know that if, when they bring it up, I note to myself that this is something we're going to probably be addressing at a certain point. And um, yeah, def, it, it, depending on how it, the person and how you bring it up, sometimes it can go really well. It can also not go very well. Right. And I think that you and I have both definitely talked about our enough failures on this site in regards to pain science, even when you are actually having a success, um, someone else may not exactly like what you're saying, even if they're not even your patient, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. So I was inspired by your last episode of a rare success for you. It's not that you and I are, are poor clinicians. It's just that we like to talk about our failures. But every once in a while, I think it's strange that uh, when someone tells me they had an MRI or a CAT scan or an X-ray, I automatically think, oh, here we go. Like I'm going to have to actually, I don't consider it wasteful time. I actually consider it very useful time. It's just that I find myself, even though I allot an hour per patient, I find myself running out of time almost because I feel like I need to be too thorough. So uh, the first patient I saw last year and he was being seen for... Uh, low back pain. And for some reason, they did a thoracic and lumbar MRI on him. And he was told he had severe 
disc herniations uh, protruding and, and um, pinching on his spinal cord in his thoracic spine. So he just told the doctor that that's nowhere near where it actually bothers me. So he was actually really happy that he got that MRI. Um, and then just last week, I saw a patient who has had chronic low back pain. He's a golfer. He's referred to me by a uh, physical therapist, um, Dr. Andrew Millett. Shout out to you um, from Boston. And he also had an MRI and I just thought the same thing to myself. Oh, here we go. Um, and he actually complains of mostly lower thoracic kind of TL junction pain. It's been chronic for a while. Um, he had intermittent low back pain, like low, lower lumbar, your typical L5S1. And he had an MRI as well. And, uh, they actually, told him again, he had central and posterior lateral disc herniations, pinching on a nerve root in the lower lumbar spine. And he said to the doctor, well, where is that? And, you know, they, they pointed to the area and he just said, well, I don't hurt there at all. So that doesn't help me, but he, I think he was more upset that he got the MRI than anything, but it actually helped me because it saved me a lot of time. Yeah, those are always good ones. And it's always good when the patient kind of comes to the conclusion themselves about whether an MRI is necessary or not necessary or seem to be helpful or not helpful and how much they value the information kind of they got from it rather than us sometimes telling them and then giving them information, you know? Right. Um, and, and I had actually a similar story just this past week where uh, we had a patient who's had chronic back pain, had an X-ray, you know, didn't really show much from it. She's in her uh, six, mid-60s. I mean, we, had, we talked a little bit about, you know, what, you know, what normal findings are, and, and that's really nothing to worry about. And it's, it's very normal. You're going to have these different changes. And I use the whole analogy of sort of um, hair color changes. She had gray hair, but she doesn't have degenerative hair disease. Um, and then after going through the uh, sort of an evaluation and movement and different things, it was really great, and I really thought she was going to be sort of a tough nut to crack. But at the end of the session, she's like, "You know what? I don't, I don't think I'm going to need that MRI." The doctor had wanted to schedule her for an MRI like next week, and she said, "I don't think I'm going to need that MRI because I'm already feeling better, just kind of moving around a little bit, and you know, it doesn't seem like from what we've done that that's going to be necessary." Yeah, that's great. And I think that um, the majority of people that I call rapid responders are rapid responding both physically and mentally like they are just they want a change they're ready to hear some good news and um they're more open-minded about whatever you have to say versus a particularly stubborn patient which i think is a a story for a different time let me and can i ask you a question regarding like you know something that can help some younger clinicians out there sure in terms of when you um I mean, when you address this with patients, do you ever ask them like for permission? Like, do you, would you like more information about radiology and how you know what we what the research is saying, or do you just give it to them, or is it obviously sort of a case by case basis? Uh, well, I usually go over. I'm going over their medical history, and invariably, if they've had a scan, one of the first things they'll ask me, whether it's via email or phone call, or even when we're scheduling is if I need to see it. And I usually say no, but you can bring it anyway and we'll go over it. 
And I have, you know, all kinds of slideshows that I have been using for years, and we finally uh, adapted into the product of modern patient education. So we actually uh, mm -hmm. do have a formal product out there with videos and slideshows you can go for patients if they've had a knee x-ray or a hip x-ray or a lumbar MRI or a CT scan, and it just shows uh, simple research and statistics about false positives and, and things like that and different ways to go over and, and interact with your patient and ask them, well, what do you think this means? So I don't really ask them for permission because I feel like they're there for an answer anyway. And that's like me asking them like, hey, do you uh, do do I have permission to give you my opinion on whatever you're, you're here for? No, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Just one more interesting thing about that case that I recently saw too, the one where he said that it, it, it wasn't... Um, no, it's nowhere near my pain. This is also another reason why I think patients should not seek out uh, for low back pain um, their, their primary immediately because their primary, uh, his main onset was about two, three weeks ago, he woke up and his back pain was hot. And when I said hot, um, initially he said like, uh, on a previous visit, hot, hot facet, you know, and I said, so, okay, when you said hot, do you mean like hot disc, hot facet, as in irritable, or do you actually mean hot temperature? And he said, no, I actually woke up and my back was hot. So I went to my primary. I didn't know why I also had some pain and achiness, but I didn't know why it was hot. And do you know what the, their initial diagnosis was? What? Cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah. They went right to cancer. I was like, wow, that's like, really incredulous and fear mongering. I mean, you know, less than 1% of people on scan. Uh, what kind of test did they run? I'm wondering. Well, they ran some blood work on him and they basically just did the scans. Um, and they said, okay, yeah, you don't have cancer. They sent them to an oncologist too. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he was, he was really scared for a couple of weeks and that's why he didn't necessarily yeah. come to see me. When he, when he was sent to me from the therapist in Boston, he had to uh, go through all these, this rigmarole of saying he didn't have cancer first. Wow. And patients will go there on their own without any outside help, you know? And, and even though we know the incidence of that is extremely low. Right, right. So I know all WebMD points, eventually points to cancer, but that's probably not the first thing that a patient should be told just because he has unusual complaints. Absolutely not. Right. Uh, and at least an otherwise healthy patient with no no prior history or red flags. So, right. All right, Andrew. Where can people find you? People can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at spear underscore physio. That's uh, my new handle, and also I am on Facebook at Andrew Rothschild. All right. You mean personal Facebook? Personal Facebook, yes. Right. Well, you can find me, Doctor E, at Modern Manual Therapy. You can check out. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, modmt.com slash Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. All my sites are actually at modmt.com slash sites. That's an easy way to just check out Edge Mobility System, my live course calendar for the eclectic approach, modern manual therapy, modern strength training, and hopefully soon modern patient education. Uh, please rate us five stars on iTunes. You can subscribe to Untold Physio Stories on Google, Stitcher, Spotify and uh, just download it via untoldphysiostories.com now. We have our own website, so that's the easiest way to follow us. Tell everyone you know about the podcast, and I hope to see you at a live Eclectic Approach course soon. You have a great day.